listening to an monologue. In this episode, we're going to be covering the Babylon 5 Season 2 episode, Divided Loyalties, uh, which is a pretty major episode, all things considered. Um, it's the conclusion of Talia's arc. Uh, she's officially now done. Uh, there was plans for more, uh, as, uh, as I've gotten into before and as I'll extrapolate and talk about uh in, in here in a bit but for the most part talia is pretty much done from the show uh andrea thompson leaves the show after this so there will be a couple mentions of talia but we'll never see her again um and the entire her being control was actually a really good arc um obviously severely changed from what the original plans were i've mentioned this before uh, which uh, ironically gets a gets a nice reference uh, actually in a in, in a group of dialogue in like a section of dialogue between uh, Sheridan and uh, Garibaldi, uh, and then we also get a pretty major reveal about Ivanova, uh, and we have the return of Lita Alexander. Uh, this is just a pretty massive episode. It's not amazing or anything. Uh, especially considering it's wedged between a really heartbreaking episode uh, in Confessions and Lamentations and, in my opinion, the best episode of Babylon 5 ever, which is next one, uh, The Long Twilight Struggle. But it's it's a pretty good episode. It, it satisfiedly ties up uh, several loose plot threads, uh, develops the story uh, in an interesting way, and has some pretty good character development. Um, it's really strong. Um, it's not amazing. It's just strong. Um, so the little things before I get into the massive Talia thing um, in this episode is everything to do with Dylan and Sheridan. I, I mentioned last time, you know, I, I just love them together. Big, massive Dylan Sheridan shipper. Uh, and uh, the, the, the chemistry between them is really shown in this episode, and, and the Delenn has the wise voice of reason to Sheridan's more uh, hands-on approach, uh, I really like. Um, but that first thing between them is actually really interesting, because you have... This is, this is a show made in the 90s, and... Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of what we take for granted nowadays, this is 2020, uh, you know, was not around. Uh, so, you know, having a mini computer in your pocket in the shape of a phone wasn't the thing until 2007. Uh, the, the, uh, wide use of the internet far more than it was in the early nineties, um, Things like that, you know, uh, just basic technologies they they would have never thought of. JMS would have never thought of, and so newspapers, while still being produced, are kind of irrelevant now. Uh, so especially in the early you know, earlier episodes, uh, there's one particular episode of uh, of season one that opens with Garibaldi reading a newspaper, and um, it has a it has a uh, article about the Psychor. Uh, endorsing uh, uh, Vice President Clark, which is important to the plot, obviously, but, like, anybody who watches it nowadays goes, well, that's a bit odd. Why, you know, several hundred years in the future are they reading newspapers? Well, here's the thing. Newspapers have been around for, 
been those, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years in real life terms, and they're still being produced even though they're pretty much irrelevant now. Uh, some some companies have switched to digital, uh, but they still produce uh, physical newspaper copies. Uh, and the way Babylon 5 handles it is, if you're going to question why in several hundred years that they're still doing this, they uh, JMS quickly answers that for you and shows that you can get news through multiple sources, but some people prefer to get it through the newspaper. And there's a there's a machine that will take your previous issue and recycle it. And each it also customizes each issue for you in particular. So uh, Sheridan wanted more information on baseball games, so that that that, uh, that showed up. Uh, Delenn wanted her the Ion Mimbari segment, stuff like that. So it it has a standard normal preset, which would be your standard newspaper, but it also. Um, uh, it, 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 it also customizes to show you more news about what you care about or get rid of segments that you care about. For instance, I'm not a sports guy. I'm not really big in the sports. So if I was to be there, I would eliminate the sports section and get more information on entertainment news or, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. It, 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 it's... Uh, it, it's basically trying to keep newspapers relevant and answering that question of why the hell is they still using newspapers several hundred years in the future? And the fact that it recycles the newspaper, uh, your previous issues, uh, make sure that it's not, uh, you know, killing trees and, and, and hurting the environment. It's actually uh, just constantly regurgitating the same issue over and over and over. Uh, the same paper, so boom, it it it's no different than uh you know nowadays uh, some people uh read entirely on their tablet, we read normal books on their tablet or listen to audiobooks and stuff, but books themselves, physical books, will never go away because some people just prefer that, uh, and that option will most likely always be available. Uh, sure, it will die down and. Uh, and will produce less and less, but you you will always produce that kind of thing over time, like records uh, in the music industry. We have moved away from album records for many, many, many years. Uh, everything's CDs and DVDs and stuff like that, but here's the thing. You can still get vinyl records. They've never really died away because some people just prefer having vinyl records. Uh, it's more of a collector's thing, I suppose. Uh, and it, it, it shows the relevancy of, of, of newspapers in the future. And, and I, I like it. Uh, it's really nice world building. Now, I will get to the entire uh, Talia thing. Because uh, that, that is the crux of the episode. That's what most of the episode's time is devoted to. Uh, and within that, I will get to the Ivanova revelation and Lita and all that, because it's all really tied together and uh, forms uh, a cohesive arc. Um, Talia being control. 
Uh, obviously, I've watched this before several times. I already knew this, and I, in my spoiler sections, I was sh showing how they were foreshadowing it. Obviously, as I've mentioned before, the original plan was that Laurel Takashima, the original second-in-command of the station, uh, was going to be... Um, uh, was going to be controlled. That was the original plan before the actress left. So, uh, there's a nice reference to the fact that, uh, that that was going to be her in the fact that, uh, uh, when Lita shows up with the information that someone's a traitor, and Sheridan points out this very well could be outdated information. We know there was a traitor amongst our ranks, uh, with, uh, with Garibaldi's second in command that, you know, shot him. Uh, and even points out, what what if she's talking about him? You know, uh, we already know this. And that that's a nice little reference because Laura was supposed to be the one that was going to shoot Garibaldi. Just thought it was a nice little nod. But Talia being controlled, she is the obvious choice. When I first watched this, I went, oh, well, she's the she's the telepath. She's the one that's closely linked to Psychor. It kind of makes sense uh that that she would be the sleeper agent uh it, it's the obvious choice but it is uh is it still makes sense it's logical so there's nothing to complain about there and the entire Ivanova and Talia situation uh has a lot of drama to it uh that both actresses Andrea Thompson and Claudia Christensen respectively play up to wonderful degrees uh you know talia and ivanova had slowly been getting closer and closer over the past two seasons and uh now they are very close friends if not more it is heavily implied that they are sleeping together uh, uh and the the intent the intention always was to develop a uh relationship between them a uh, romantic relationship uh, and that that would that would be folded into some of the ideas for season five, uh, which I won't get into, uh, except for the spoiler section. If I want, I'm not going to talk about it. But you know, uh, if I were, I would talk about it there. Uh, but some of the stuff in season five would have been more impactful uh, if it was Ivana Vontalia. Uh and. Then, of course, Andre Thompson chooses to leave. She wanted to move on to her career, obviously. And uh, she, you know, Talia wasn't getting a whole lot of screen time. It makes perfect sense. Uh, so it, it's, it, it's the kind of thing, unfortunately, where it would have made television history if it had gotten to be able to go fully through with it. Uh, sadly, it never does. Uh, there will be mentions of Talia again, as I mentioned before, and the confirmation of the romantic relationship. I don't believe this is a spoiler because it's heavily implied through both the uh, the way the actresses are playing it, the way the dialogue is written, and the way the uh, the scenes are framed, that they are in a relationship as of this episode. So, uh, the confirmation of their relationship will be in next season. Uh, and and I think the actresses really play play it well. Uh, they they truly do care about each other. And then that that scene at the end when Talia is fully controlled, the Talia personality has been destroyed, and then 
you know, Vonova comes into the room and is trying to, like, I, I know the, somewhere deep down you still got to be there and Control is just mocking her and just being absolutely horrible. And she's like, you're right. The Talia I knew was dead. It, it, it's a really well acted, really well written scene. Very heartbreaking. Uh, that's just good drama. Uh, and while Talia is the obvious choice for control, it does lead to great drama. Therefore, it's not... Not everything needs to be a subversion. And I've talked about that, that sometimes Babylon 5 likes to subvert your expectations. But a, in this one moment, it goes for the obvious gut punch, but it does deliver that gut punch. It doesn't pull it doesn't go for the obvious impulsive punches it actually follows through with its punch and delivers good drama and good scenes as a result so it just because it's obvious does not mean it's bad now uh in the lead up to to uh talia being revealed to be control you we have linda coming back from the gathering uh which it's always nice to see her again uh and her connections to the Vorlons, uh, obviously she's become obsessed, especially with that ending scene, uh, with, with the Vorlons, she, 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 she wants more, uh, more connection to the Vorlons, and, uh, she, she's been touched by one, and, and, and nothing will ever feel the same to her again, and, and someday she's gonna go and, uh, visit the Vorlons, she has to, but no one's ever survived the Vorlon, uh, uh entering the Vorlon Empire, or she's gonna damn well try to be the first, uh, and we we see that she's uh, she's kind of uh, rejected everything to do with the psychor. She used to be a psychop, or at least interning with the psychops, and uh, now and now she's done with that. She's uh, she's completely free of the core. She's connected to the resistance movement on Mars, and right now she's more concerned about just going and getting. Uh, uh, getting more connection to the Vorlons since she touched Kasha's mind, and uh, and she's the she's used to reveal the traitor. Uh, it, it, and I like the connections that her and Talia have that they were in the academy together. Uh, and that um, the the way Lita is used to show how someone broke away from the core. Uh, and then Talia, who is, uh, who, while having her disillusionments about the core, was always pro core until recently, and now has a, and find out she has a personality in her that makes her purely loyal to the core. Ah, uh, the core's mother, the core's father. So, uh, there's a nice dichotomy there of the, the different versions of Talipas. Um, and... Speaking of the revelation of Talia becoming uh, the uh, the becoming control is the way it's handled. I think is really well done in the fact that it's so simple. It's just you know, Lita broadcasts a password into your mind. You don't even notice it. Uh, Sheridan's like, "Are you gonna do it?" And she's like, "I already have. You're clean." And uh, it's done in a, the, the music is swelling, it's very tense, but it's also annoying in the fact that we, we see this montage of them 
and, and just one at a time. They, they have to do one at a time, and it, it's so time-consuming, so dull, but also so tense, because any one of them could turn out to be this assassin, this horrible personality. Uh, and so the, the, it, it, it's nerve-wracking, but also frustrating. And I think the way they convey that is really well done. And then when you have Garibaldi pretending, like, oh, God, ah! And, you know, it's uh, it, it's totally in keeping with Garibaldi's personality, but it also alleviates some of the tension that had been building uh, in the audience. Uh, so uh, it, it's a nice it's a nice humor moment uh, really humanizes the moment uh, in, 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 in a way that shows that it's very tense and someone has to relieve that tension, but also just how fucking dull it had to be at the same time. Uh, and, and sometimes when you, when you're in an incredibly dull situation, all you can do is just want to, you want to have fun. You want to laugh. So that, that, that was really well done. Uh, now the Ivanova reveal, uh, Ivanova, of course, is very staunchly anti-Sycor because of what happened to her mother. And I, I love the little bits of the lines where, uh, the little lines in here where, uh, she refuses a scan and she, she's staunchly against it and it makes perfect sense from that angle, but we also get a new angle. But, like, the, the line of, uh, you, you better move your eyes, uh, elsewhere, otherwise you won't have any. Uh, you know, uh... She refuses a scan, not just because of what happened to her mother and what the cycle represents, but also because she's a telepath. And I've mentioned this before in the spoiler sections that it's it, it's been hinted at several times that she is a telepath, but she isn't a particularly strong one. Uh, and uh, she's able to block, uh, you know, um, block a scan and since someone is scanning her, but uh, there is no the the she she doesn't have any particular ability to uh, to uh, scan someone to great extent like Lita or Talia or God knows Bester can. Uh, she does not have that capability. It is a very minor telepathy, not even a P one, you know. Uh, but regardless, the way telepaths are treated, you you have an option. Take the sleepers, you go to prison, you join the core. That's it. Those are your options. Regardless of your P rating. Which means that if she was ever found out, this is what would happen to her. Even though she has the most minor, minuscule amount of power that doesn't really affect anyone. She still has to be controlled for the betterment of others, according to the way the psychor or the, the, the you know the the rules of te in human telepaths work. The psychor rules, and she's afraid of that. Uh, and she also is afraid of it being polluted, her memories, because she uh, she talks about that sometimes her mother would touch her mind with her telepathy and then sometimes she would touch her mother's mind and that that sort of intimate love between a mother and a daughter uh she doesn't want someone entering her mind like that and ruining the memory she cherishes it makes perfect sense um and it, it shows a level of world building once again this this episode is wonderful for world building i'll get to that in a moment when we get uh, when i go back to talking about talia before signing off is that 
it's not just the big massive telepaths sometimes there are minor ones that are affected by the system and it shows just how cruel that system is it's a good amount of world building um now you may remember back in season one a very early episode of season one called death walker we had the vicar the uh, the vcr ha 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 that uh was uh recording talia's thoughts and uh the the kosh uh took the data crystal you know for the future um and we get a flashback to that episode it's meant uh, it was meant as a way to get us out of the talia is control situation that he was recording the real talia her real personality so that when control finally took over uh completely like she does in this episode uh they would be able to bring the talia personality back obviously andrea thompson leaves the show so that will never happen uh, but the possibility was there. Uh, I've talked about before that JMS liked using what he called trap doors, which was a, a way to let actors leave or come back as they wish. And the coming back situation is really important because the trap door concept actually is in world building because Lita just disappeared uh, from the gathering. But it's mentioned that, you know, it makes sense that she was called back to Earth because of she's the only person to have telepathically linked with a warlock and of course they would want to you know keep cap on that information and f find out what the hell happened and now Alita's back and her connection to the warlons are is growing her curiosity it adds to the world building that the, these characters are real breathing people and they live lives outside of the show this show is just a five-year glimpse at a real universe. This universe has lived and breathed and will continue living its life even long after the show is done and long before the show even began. Uh, th this is the nature of writing. You, you create a world that feels believable, that whenever you enter it, it feels real, that it, you feel like you're reading history. You're experiencing history, real, honest-to-God history. And so, in this episode, uh, we, we see how the trapdoor situation can create great world-building. The fact that Lita has gone off and done all these adventures and tried to be more connected to the Vorlons because of the trapdoor situation of the actress not, or not being able to return. So, over the past two seasons, Lita's had these adventures off-screen, and now we're hearing about them. And now Talia... Uh, you know, her entire situation is going to be, uh, you know, being controlled is now going to happen off screen, but we're going to hear about certain things that happened and, and, uh, it's, it's a way to provide world building. I mean, I talked about this with Sinclair, uh, that Sinclair is off living a life now on Mimbar and, uh, and now is leading the Rangers as we all know. So obviously it, the these trapdoors allow for characters to come and go and, and from the show itself but they never leave the universe the story itself um once again i think uh divide the loyalties is a strong episode it's not amazing like the, the upcoming episode or fantastic or whatever but it is a really good strong episode that completes an arc that has been an intriguing mystery of what the hell is going on with Talia 
uh, and her becoming, as Iron Ironheart would say, uh, and the entire vicar situation, we finally get an answer to these mysteries, and it's a satisfying answer. While it may be the obvious choice, it was well handled. It creates good drama. Once again, that scene between Ivanova and Talia near the end is just a heart-wrenching scene because of the way the actresses play it, the way it's written, because it's a real tragedy. The, and it it's just a good episode. It's not amazing, but it's really good. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.